Good morning. It is such a great honor to preach here with you and be in worship among you. I want to thank you for your warm hospitality and your loving kindness to open this pulpit up for me to preach. I will tell you, I have watched my granddad climb these steps many times, and so it does feel like a full circle moment. Although I am the pastor of First United Methodist Church all the way out in Modesto, California, I want you to know that I think and pray for you often. You, as a faith community, are inextricably tied to my life story. As you heard, I was baptized here 30 years to this week, actually. And so I am just brimming with gratitude for all God's abundant faithfulness. As we begin this morning, I want to invite you to pray with me. Let us pray. Holy God, we pause and take a deep breath as we breathe in your Holy Spirit. We ask that we might feel your presence ever nearer. We ready our lives for your word and for your way. We pray this day. In the name of Christ, amen. I'd like to talk this morning about discovering abundance. And I want to start with a story. This is a story about a man named Robert Ballard and a team of seven underwater archaeologists. And they decided to go and do the unthinkable, to go where no person had gone before, to explore the greatest mountain range on Earth, which happens to be at the depths of the ocean. And so we humans had gone all the way to the moon and back, but we had never explored the largest feature of our own planet, this mountain range called the Great Rift Valley Mountain. And so the scientific consensus was that these depths were uninhabitable. There could be no life. And the scientist Robert Ballard reflects on his voyage and he said, when we reached the first range and saw with our own eyes what had been previously unseen, we transformed into children meaning they erupted with gleeful exuberance and exclamations of delight. And the dispatch team was waiting anxiously above the surface, and they heard the yelps of excitement over the radio. They said, what do you see? What do you see? And they said, you'll never believe it. There is a profusion of life in the depth. You see, these explorers discovered abundance in a place that was previously thought to be totally barren. For them, it felt nearly miraculous. Discovering abundance. Throughout the arc of Scripture, abundance and its opposite, scarcity, have had dueling parts to play in the stories of God's people. From the Old Testament to the New, over and over, God's people fall into the trap of scarcity. 
when all along God offers abundance. And this was the case for the Israelites that we heard about in the Old Testament passage of Exodus. And you know that story well. When Moses led God's people past the jail cells of oppression, past the shackled places of injustice, past the barren ground of iniquity and the waters parted and miraculously freedom at last. And then, only two months later, after this life-altering historical miraculous moment, two months later, this is what happens. And I quote Exodus 16, verse 1. On the 15th day of the second month after they had come out of Egypt, in the desert, the whole community grumbled. If only we had died. If only we had died by the Lord's hand in Egypt. There we sat around pots of meat and ate all the food we wanted, but here in this desert we will starve. Folks, they had just witnessed God do the impossible. God make a way out of no way, and only soon after, they're concerned about dinner. After the miraculous Exodus miracle, they begin to doubt God's faithfulness. And so as they look towards the desert and they enter into this mindset of scarcity, verse 11 says, as they were looking towards the desert, Suddenly, the glorious presence of the Lord appeared in the heavens. And the Lord spoke, saying, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them, at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread, and then you will know that I am your Lord, your God. So, although they were not in a place of fruitfulness or greenery, Although they were not in a mindset of gratitude or abundance, God's compassion and grace pours out upon them nonetheless in surprising and unconventional ways. I can just imagine that first night walking out into the desert, which was previously totally barren, and all of a sudden discovering the abundant sustenance of life. And I imagine they too couldn't help but erupt into gleeful exclamations of delight. Do you see? Do you see? Although the landscape had changed for God's people, God's faithfulness remained the same. God found a new way to pour out God's abundance for the sake of the flourishing of all God's people. Over and over again, the people of God fall into the trap of scarcity when all along God offers us abundance. This is also the case for those disciples in the gospel passage we heard today. And we know that story well, don't we? The feeding of the 5,000. But you may not remember the context. Initially, Jesus had gone out to, quote, a deserted place, alone, but the crowds followed him. And he had compassion on the crowds, and so he begins to, what, heal, heal 
So some among the crowds experienced this healing, this miraculous, life-altering power in their lives. And not two months later, but about two hours later, they begin to doubt God's faithfulness. They forget that they are talking to the creator of the world who had not deserted them. No. Who had created something out of nothing, who had taken the uninhabitable cosmos and created a profusion of life that God was standing in human form before them in Christ Jesus. And here they were worried about dinner. As the disciples looked towards the desert, the deserted place, the glorious presence of the Lord appears yet again. Verse 19 says, Taking the five loaves and the two fish, Jesus looked up to heaven, blessed and broke the loaves, and gave it to his disciples, who gave it to the crowds. And all ate, and all were filled. You know, I'm always struck by the parallel of those two narratives. And they're crafted in such a way to remind us that no matter what changes over time, that God's faithfulness remains the same, that God will find a new way to pour out God's abundance. After all, isn't this the reason God sent Jesus the Christ, manna from heaven, the bread of life, so that even in the desert places of our own lives, we might still be able to taste and see that God is good. We might be able to know abundant life. The parallels are purposeful. And they're timely for us today. Here's why. At this moment in the United Methodist Church, it feels to many that we are in a desert place. There is much talk about denominational decline and death. There is much turmoil within our global connection post-general conference. The climate, the context, the landscape of God's Methodist people have been challenged and are changing. There's a lot of unknowns, a lot of desert places. And many in our denomination who look towards the desert begin to enter into a mindset of scarcity, focusing on the spiritual starvation, the growling stomachs of the masses, wondering, is there any holy sustenance left for our new generation? Any soulful nourishment? Any way for Christ's abundant life to take hold yet again? And although some will turn away grumbling in despair, those of us who remember the paralleling stories of the past, we will stand our ground. We will not look towards the desert. We will look towards the heavens. From whence our help doth come. After all, generation upon generation of Christian leaders, my grandfather included, have taught you and taught me that we must, in every age, take up eyes of abundance. 
We must remember the patterns of God's faithfulness and realize this, that in this moment, in this outstretched space, that indeed, indeed, the presence of the Lord will appear again. For when Christ is at the center, breaking it up, pouring it out, making it new, we know we are in for another miracle, a miracle of life, where God's abundance adapts to our new surroundings and pours out once again in surprising and unconventional ways. I want to close with this. It is not just I that fiercely believe in the abundant future of our faith, but it is also the next generation of leaders. We who already can see the profusion of possibility in what might be seen to others as barren. So my ask of us this morning is that we join together as we leave this place, erupting in gleeful exclamations of praise as we discover anew together God's abundant future and tell all, come and see what God has done. Thanks be to God. Amen.